Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by entrepreneurs, successful business people, and those of us who deal with not only the ups and downs of business, but the pain, frustration, and all the good things that come along with chronic illness. Today, we're going to be speaking with Dominic. Domaski, and he is an inspirational author, storyteller, and founder of the inspiration sharing and publishing platform Motivation Champs. Dominic is the author of the inspirational books The Journey of a Grunt and Don't Do Double Bread, Don't Double Bread the Fish. And he's also the creator and co-author of hit books, The Unofficial Guide to Fatherhood and Go Ask Your Dad. Recently, he released the hard-hitting ebook, How to Write a Book, in 2020, and immediately it became a bestseller on Amazon. Dominic's greatest accomplishments are his two children, and he aspires to be the best husband and father he can be. That is quite an introduction, and we have got to talk a little bit about some of that later, but welcome, Dominic. I'm so glad you're here today. Hey, I am honored to be on. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, let's just jump right in. I have to hear about Don't Double Bread the Fish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting about that is sometimes when you write a book, a book doesn't stand the test of time, or you write a book and you are a different person than you were 10 years prior, but that baby stays in print forever. <laughs> so don't double bread the fish is a, is a tell of failure, persistence, and finding success. Mm. Go on. Can I find that at Barnes and Nobles or do I get it on Amazon or where do I get a copy of it? Well, at, at this point, I am saying it's retired, but you'll still find them. You'll still see people out there with them and you will be able to get it on Amazon and things like that. So basically, it's a tell of, it's a tell of going broke. It's a tell of getting beat up and trying to overcome that. The journey of life. Gotta, gotta have a copy of that. That sounds perfect for what I do. Because isn't that true? Anytime that we are trying to be successful in anything, whether that's business or our personal lives, there are ups and downs. You do get beat up. You then have times when you are soaring higher, you know, and it's how do you, my husband and I, in fact, were just talking about this. It's, you know, talking about how hard and how long I've been working at this business. And there have been so many times when I go, oh, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to give up, forget the whole thing. I'm just going to go watch television all day, you know? And then I go, oh God, no, I couldn't do that if my life depended on it, you know? And, and then success is right around the corner. Right. Sometimes I'll get a message from an author that says, I sent out a query letter. I sent out my first query letter. When you're trying to get a big publisher, you'll send out a query letter. Don't send me a message. Dominic, I got denied. I got rejected. And my answer is always, great, good. If you think that with anything you're doing, you're going to be good enough the first time, whether it's writing books, playing basketball, speaking, podcasting, if you think you're going to be good enough the first time you should quit that and go try something else because you're already too good at that the reality is you're gonna stink you're gonna get knocked down and because of that you're gonna be so much better and stronger 
Yep, absolutely. And and there are so many people that are out there that not none of my listeners, my listeners are already in gung ho and want to do it. But I see a lot of particularly women, and I don't know if that's because women are who gravitate to me and men are different or or what it is but i'll i'll see women talking about well i did this for two weeks and nothing's happened i haven't sold anything you know anybody have any ideas on other businesses because i'm giving this one up you know it's it's crazy and with so many of the people that are in my world with the chronic illnesses it's they really want to be successful and they're ready to give it a try and a shot and hard hitting. But it's like, I just said to somebody else, you just don't feel good. And that takes so much away. What do you, what do you tell to people like that? I I really, I, I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of a message that I have that's so concise and so clear. So I've been, I have a company motivation champs, I went broke in 2005 from a restaurant I used to have, and I started writing books back then in 2005. took me like seven years to write the first book. So Motivation Champs, really, it's been around 15 years, and in January 2020, I just left the corporate world and went full-time into it. So what I'm saying is 15 years of not making any money or paying more money than I made or seeing views on something where I got one view, but never mattered to me because for me, it's all about sharing inspiration, smiles, and positivity. So if you're the person that wants to start that business, if you go, oh, I want to, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to sell widgets, or I'm going to sell this cleaning product and I don't believe in it, I don't love it, well then, of course, when times get hard or you have the one view or you have this or you don't make money, you're out because there was no, but for me, if it's bigger than the buck, if it's bigger than the buck, the bucks are going to come eventually because you don't, I never sacrifice, I never go for short-term success sacrificing long-term. I'm always thinking, and that's what I would tell them, think long-term, think long-term, think bigger, think bigger, think bigger. Sure, you, we, could sell, we could sell cheap sunglasses on all our sites right now and make $10 today. But then would your, would your listeners be like, wait a minute, she's trying to sell me sunglasses, and maybe she doesn't really care about the value of this podcast and things like that. So I really think if you're thinking long-term, if you go for what you love, it's got to be what you love. And, and really, like I said, in 2005, I went broke in the restaurant business, it took me 15 years. Maybe I didn't find that yet. Yeah, I knew after a few years writing, loving, but the, the business, the idea evolves. It's not like you just go into a hat. <laughs> See, you got me fired up here. It's not like you, it's not like you just go into a hat and pick, oh, I'm going to be a fitness coach. Well, that's not for me. Or I'm going to go talk about bullying. I used to speak on bullying. Bully, once I got up on the stage, I realized, well, really, I, I, after a couple of times, I taught my kids to fight like hell. You know, that might not be the right message. So bullying was a subject that wasn't for me. And you learn over the course of time, the failures, things like that. So I'd say, don't take those failures so hard. Don't expect overnight success. Keep looking for that thing you love. If it's fishing, if you love to fish, 
And okay, then start thinking about fishing. Even if you get to fish one minute a week, you won that week. Now next week, two minutes. Now, can I make a dog? What could I do? Maybe it's a blog about fishing. What could I do? Little by little, at least you're doing what you love. Yeah, Dominic, we are so on the same page. I'm just thinking as you're talking, th this has been my conversation for the past two weeks has been exactly what you're saying. And for me, one of the biggest things that I have learned with my business, because if anybody knows me, they know how passionate I am about what I do. Yeah, and, and I had just put up on a post a, a few minutes ago that they were asking about motivation to define motivation and what it means. And, and all these people were talking about, well, it's not, it's not having passion. It's not this. It's not caring. It's yeah, 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 all these kinds of things. And I'm going, wait a minute. I am passionate about my business. My, I just asked my husband, if I could, I'd work 24-7 on my business. Don't work, right. You know, just sharing what I do. But when things like exhaustion and fuzzy brain and short-term memory lapses and I just want to take a nap, those all start to come in. You get frustrated. You get angry. You start having self doubt all of those things come in and motivation just short sort of goes out the window <laughs> you know but if you can understand that this is really something I like doing don't just set out and say I want to talk on bullying if you don't know anything about bullying if you don't care anything about bullying you know if you are not passionate about stopping bullying don't do it because it's going to just fall right to the ground you're not going to have any success in it at all right no yeah you can't look for the quick buck if you're finding what you're passionate about then there you go and you have a unique differentiator because you are so anybody can go into some nonsense and try to try to sell it push it but if your passion like your passion here i'm enjoying this you're smiling away you're fired up i mean i love it yeah, you know, you can tell I am my business. I eat, live, breathe what I'm doing. But it's not because I'm making tons and tons of money at it yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's because, I, and, and something I learned the other day, I'm reading this absolutely talking about books and writing books. I'm reading this absolutely wonderful book right now. And in the beginning of the book, she's asked, what is success? And she says, success is two parts. The first part is knowing that you have some value to share and feeling comfortable sharing that value. And two, finding the right community that can become raving fans and share that value with the rest of the world. Yeah, and I think that's perfect. I think that's an, a wonderful example. And it goes back to the passion. It goes back to the motivation. It, If it's not something you care about wholeheartedly, don't waste your time doing it. Find something that you really like. And when people ask me, what kind of a business should I start? I tell them, what do you like to do? If you can figure out what you like to do, right, right. then we can figure out how to make a business around right. it. Start a fishing business. You know, come on.
there you go. So let's move a little bit into writing books. I've got a book that has basically been written for five years. You're killing me. Come on. And it's, and it's sitting on my hard drive. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, you know? <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk. We need to talk. Dang you. Okay, so number one, you are with anybody writing a book. Take notes in a little book, a little notebook, get the dictate into your phone, and then get them to your computer, save it to a file, and then get it into the hard drive, the desktop, whatever. So in your case, you've done a lot of those steps, but it's all about, because it could take, it might take five years, it might take seven years. Like it took me seven years to write 110 pages the first time. That's like, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to calculate how bad that is. But so the, the process being is you need the content, you build, you build, you build. So now you with a completed document, I would question, this is the next step that I would do, is I wonder if you've ever printed that document out and read it from, because things look differently once that you've read it in your, your writing, you can write and you can make notes. Okay. If you've done that, that's like a step that you've got. People are going to be like, well, it's on the computer. I don't need to do that. Yes, don't you do. Yeah. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Print it out and make the change because you're going to, words look different once you're holding them in your hand. So now you, you have this idea. If I knew what it was about, and I'm not, I'm not asking you, I'm saying what my first thing. So maybe you have a friend that does editing. If you could get some cheap editing or if you have $20, $50, find somebody to edit that document. I'm not saying a, a final edit or anything like that. I'm just saying, even if you know a cousin that edits just enough, that's a little better than you. Like me personally, <laughs> I've written, I've sold thousands of books, help other people sell thousands of books, written a lot of books. I struggle with there, there, and there are. You know? So when you look, I need an editor. Yeah. So, what but now you you have this document ready to go i would google whatever you define that genre that you wrote about i would look into publishers looking for that genre so first step i'm gonna try to hit a big hay house penguin house uh shaman and schuster maybe they're looking for your book right now so when you're going to see, they, they're going to want a query letter. They're going to want, they're going to want to know how many followers you have. They're going to want to know if you have a podcast, they're going to want to know what the book's out. You're going to have what the other books are like. I can go on about this. So, but when you're at the point you're at, when you have that document, hard document, now you start pre-marketing it and you start trying to find a publishing house. And maybe, so I help people publish books. Sometimes I'll give them that advice. Go for it. Go call Simon and Schuster. Maybe they're going to give you, maybe they're looking for your book right now and they're going to give you a hundred grand. Okay. It, it could happen. Why not? At this point, what do you got to lose? You know, go for it. Now, at that, at that point, you got to realize that they're going to take a percentage. They're going to take a cut. Even if they make that deal with you, the reason they're making a deal with you is because it's a good business decision. If they don't think you can sell 300, you know, a million dollars in books, they're not giving you a hundred thousand. So they've done their research. That's if when your query letter goes to them, if it gets through the high school kid or the algorithm that is accepting your query letters. So you're going to want to send them to multiple publishers that are looking for the genre 
that you write in. So that's, so you're instantly, it's a business. You're playing them back and forth. Oh, this guy says I need to put my social media links on here. Okay. So now when I send the next one, I know that this one says I need to put the four books that I consider this like. Okay. So now I know it's like gone with the wind and, you know, Castle. Oh, I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's the process. Then the publishing process goes like this. So you decide, like some people are like, oh, self-publishing's the devil. Well, if you can draw your own covers, if you can do your own editing, that's 100% self-publishing. If you have the time to figure all that out, that's pure self-publishing. What I do, I consider it assisted publishing, traditional publishing, where I offer any service an author could need. So some, if somebody came to me and they said, I've written 10 books, I'm a graphic artist, my wife is teaches in a college English, hmm, well... <laughs> You would be, a, do it all on your own, buy an ISBN, figure it out, do it on your own, because then you don't have to give up your rights to yeah. Simon & Schuster. Like some, I have authors that they make 15 grand a speech and when they walk in a room, they are already getting, they're buying 300 books as part of the deal. So mm -hmm. they don't want to give up their rights on those books or sell books at less. Yeah. I mean, I got, when I wrote my first book to tell you the mistakes, I sold 80% of my rights and I used to get 20 cents a book. So I've made every mistake there is. Yeah, I tell you. Well, and that was exactly what I was going to ask you is, is what was your, your thoughts on the self-publishing versus the having someone else publish. And, and so you, you're reading my mind. Uh, you'll, you'll laugh when you hear why I haven't done what I, but you know, I think there's also a sense of, of fear of rejection and all these, you know, different thoughts that go on in, in your head. But my book is a workbook. It's a um, baby steps to starting and growing your own business. And it's each chapter is a chapter on business development. And throughout the chapter or at the end of each chapter are worksheets and to-dos and checklists and all these kinds of things. It's like 120 pages. The reason it's the reason I have not done anything with it yet, and this is silly, I have a VA. I, I am an editor and a proofreader. You know, I have a graphic designer on staff. I have all these things, but it's I don't have the worksheets are not in the same file as the document. And I just cannot force myself to figure out where to put the worksheets in the document. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. So you're wondering if after each chapter there should be a note section, if after, should there be sections in the book where you go into the workshop four sections in the book should you do it after each chapter should there be notes should it all be at the end i get what you're saying i deal with that kind of thing so but in you seriously in your case nancy you are so far ahead um, the majority of the people that some people come to me with a piece of paper you know, and we, we turn that piece of paper into a children's book. It's an idea. It's an idea. Some people yeah. need ghostwriters. So, so when I talk about any service, sometimes in your case, you don't need this. You, you might need this, 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 and this. And so you really, I would tell anybody, really investigate what 
the time frame that they need to get it done by, because maybe you need somebody to sit and say, I need this, this, and this right now, or did you do this, this, and this, or maybe pure self-publishing where you're like, well, I got, I can do this. I got the amount of time, blah, 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 you know, so that, and I don't want it like, like me when I wrote my first book and gave up 80% of my rights. For <laughs> I, I was broke. I lost half a million bucks. I was paying the IRS. I was on a government repayment plan. So to give up my rights when I had zero dollars, it started the trajectory that I'm on today. So it was silly, but I, I did what I did as a business move. It got the book made. And from there. And you do things that you have to do at the time that you think are the best decisions. Right, right, right. Yep, absolutely. All right, now let me ask you another question that's related, but a little bit different. I have seen a lot of this lately, and I know several people who do this consistently. And I'm just wondering, is it really worth it? They pay someone to put a chapter in a group book you know what i'm talking about yeah, I, I, not only do i know it i've been in it i produce them uh, i've produced bestsellers that way i i actually just worked with an author this morning about one i always have the project coming but so in in what you're talking about i hear people that are paying like three thousand dollars five thousand dollars I never ask people to pay any money to be in those books that I do. What I, I take all the cost on, but you got to have a good project in the traditional publishing that you say, okay, I'm willing to take the risk on that. And then you make some kind of money on the back end. Now I've been in those books where they've asked me to write and I've done it where I didn't necessarily pay. But if somebody's saying I'm paying to be in this book to become a published author, I would wonder, I'm not necessarily against that, but I'd want to know, can I buy the books? What are you selling me the books at? Can I resell these books? Am I listed as one of the authors? Because if I can, if you want, let's say you want a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, whatever it is, that's, yeah, I'm sure it's more than that. But if you say, okay, but you're letting me sell the books at 200, at, I can buy the books off of you for $5 or $3 or $9 and I can sell them for 20. I made $11 a book. Now I need to sell a hundred to make up that thousand. Okay. So I'd really, but there's times like that where they put you in a book and you don't even get a copy. I've been in those books yeah. as I learned the process. So I paid to be in a book. I can't make any money on it. I'm marketing you. You want me to promote you. So it is a business and you need to understand with anything we talk about, there yeah. are going to be vampires and bloodsuckers out there. And I think sometimes in my process that I've, I've dealt with them, I've learned from them. So if somebody came to me and said, oh, I want to do a compilation book, I want to be the lead in a compilation book. Okay, tell me more. So then let's see if this is a, a viable project or maybe because I want to do a compilation book with four people that have never sold books before we're talking about um, Eastern European history. Uh, okay. Not that that's, <laughs> but is, is that, a, <laughs> is that a less marketable book? So there, there's a process, but I hear what you're saying. And I, with anything like there's people that have to pay to be on podcast. Right. And I, there's people that are paying 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I tell you this was going <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah, I, I cut you a check. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, all, there's all kind of stuff like that going on. And anybody, whether it's doing an interview, writing a book, being in a compilation book, there's good stuff out there. Like, I mean, for instance, um, what is it? It's, uh, try, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's like the number one compilation book. They've been doing it 50 straight years. What, what's the one? You, you know? Oh, uh, Chicken Soup? Chicken Soup for the Soul, yeah. I mean, if you can get in Chicken Soup for the Soul and they're not charging you even to just be in it and listed as a story in Chicken Soup for the Soul, come on. Go for it. Yeah, right. I think with anything like we're talking about, there, there needs to be some thought that goes into it. You know, you don't just, well, this sounds like a good idea. I'm going to spend a thousand. I've been asked to do this where they want $1,500 and I'm going, I don't think so. (laughs) You know, and it's all because we can get you the day it comes out on Amazon. We're going to make sure that we get this book to number one best selling in its genre. And I'm going, what does that really mean? It's, a, it's Amazon. So I've been bestseller multiple times, help people get become bestsellers. I understand that Amazon is a snapshot in time, a moment in time. It's ranked by the hour, by the day, by the category, by the new category. Still, it's an impressive feat, no doubt. But the New York Times, for instance, takes 10 different bestseller lists and morphs them all together to come up with what they're so i mean it it is a little bit of credibility but does it really sell one more book not necessarily it doesn't help you get your message out more i don't know if somebody's if somebody's googling for bestsellers i guess you're there but my next question is everybody i talk to now says i gotta write a book if i want to be successful i've got to write a book true not true so some people come to me and they'll say i gotta write a book i got this story about this i want to talk about politics here i want to i want to talk about politics i want to talk about cats i want to talk about um god i say you don't need a book you need a twitter page how about a blog there's a lot of different ways i think at Motivation Champs, I think what we do and what I've learned over the years is, number one, everybody has a story. But there is a lot of different ways to share your story. And I believe in sharing, I, I try to, as a business, share inspiration in every platform, whether it be live, face-to-face, podcast, video, book, uh, any event, I think every has its purpose and they should all be used. So to think alone you need a book yeah a book can help but if you just write a book and you don't promote it if you just write a book and it's not good or it's random and it's about cats and politics i'm gonna that's a good title cats Cats and politics i like that (laughs) cats politics and god i'm giving that to whoever there there you go that's your next book (laughs) did i lose you (laughs) 
No, I'm good. You go. You go. I didn't want, okay. to, ram I didn't want to ramble on you. I can't. Oh, no. You, this was funny. I love it. I love it. I think that now you got my brain going. <laughs> but I, I think it's like what we were talking about earlier when somebody says, yeah, I want to start a business. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. I, I think it's the same sort of thing where, you know, writing a book is the um, and I don't want to take work away from you. <laughs> no, please. I, 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 I am so into this and in letting people know, number one, go before you ever call me, go talk to everybody else in the world there is. And then once you talk to them, we'll talk. You know, and then, as you see the, the stuff that's going on out there. And then I'll, I, I always say, I'll steer you in the right direction. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So yeah. preach, sister. All right. Well, it, it really is. You know, if, if you just think because everybody else is doing it, you've got to write a book. That is so totally not the, the, mental process you should be going through. I love the idea of starting a blog. I love the idea of of putting stories up and telling stories on LinkedIn, on on Facebook, on those kinds of things. If you have a story to tell, tell it. But if you feel like the only way it's going to be heard is if I write this book and I get it published and I spend $15,000 and it does become for an hour a bestseller on Amazon and then you get disappointed because it doesn't do what you think because you didn't have the passion. You didn't have the energy. You just sat down and I've been where, oh my God, I start writing and I look up and it's three hours later and I haven't realized a minute's gone by. I'm just, mm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then there are other times when I'm going, hmm, well, this is fun. Hmm, what am I going to do next? Right. You know, if, if that's the, the way you write the book, then it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of their time. It's never going to get, you know, so I, I love the idea of, looking at alternative ways of getting your story out there if you know a, another way is to become a speaker right. you know heaven heaven help me i couldn't speak a day if i tried i think you could i, I actually i think you got a good vibe <laughs> thank you but you know i could get up on stage and i could tell these stories right. i'm on stage right now telling stories right here on a podcast i don't have to write a book for those things right and you start to realize when you write one what are you good at what do you like so um let's go rudimentary i don't know what i like i don't know what i'm good at well okay strike one and strike two on writing a book do you and then do you have a story to tell? So if you have that story to tell, maybe you share it in a book. Maybe you share it up on stage. Maybe you share it, like we said, Twitter, blog, whatever. I always go back to, it's just for me, like I said, I'm, I'm just trying to share inspiration, smiles, and positivity. Us being here, I have arrived today. Whether I do nothing else today, I'm happy, smiling, you know. So Good. I have another guy, I'm going to give him credit. His name's Paul Gray. He's an author of mine. And Paul Gray wants to share the message of God's grace, that God is good. Paul runs a social media empire. This guy, uh, he, he is so good at just sharing his message of hope and God's love every day. Whether Paul sells one book that day 
or not. Did Paul win when he has all these followers, all these people sharing God's grace and God's love? Paul Gray kills it. And so that's what I'm saying. As somebody that gets, he's not doing it to make a million dollars. Now, like you said, he might, you might, I might, because we're passionate, that kind of thing. But it's not about that. So that's what I think. Well, and, and I think back to that, and I know that's, this is kind of off the subject, but don't you think that if you do something because you love it, that the money will come? And if you do something because you want the money, that it maybe doesn't happen? A hundred percent. I mean, it's interesting because I grew up, my dad is a landscaper. He's 77 years old. And he still works six days a week. I got a yard he can come fix. <laughs> he, he probably would. And here's a guy, I mean, he used to be outside, like, messing with the leaves of the plants, reading books about, le- mm-hmm. about leaves, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we, we had a good life. We had a little, little farm, had a swimming pool, and he sent me to college and things like that. But here's a guy that, I don't know, I, ne- I have no idea how much money he makes. I know, though, that my dad loved every day of his job. I never heard him complain once. And at 77, he still loves it. He's talking about adding on the next big thing, the next crew, advertising on Facebook because he loves it so much. So I, I absolutely do believe that the money will come. If like just Ray Liotta, was it Ray Liotta that said, if you build it, they will come? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah there you go. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, you know, it's just one of the things that I'm trying to do, and this this fits very well into your whole concept, is I want to help women in business who have chronic illnesses. And for so many of us, it's we can have depression, we can be in pain and just being in pain it takes away a lot of the joy and the pleasure. But if you can look at my dad until the day he died, he died at 95 and he sounds like he's sort of like your dad. But, you know, he would say it's if somebody asked him how he was doing, he says, I'm doing A-OK. It's better on this side of the grass. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right. You know, he he had a positive mindset. Even when my mom was going through, my mom had dementia and was going through all kinds of problems. And But he went to see her every day. He put smiles on everybody at the nursing homes, faces. You know, it was... Great. And I was saying in, in, a, in a post to somebody, I said, well, I feel pretty good today. I did this and I did this and I did this. And they said, well, gee, it must be nice that you could still do this. I haven't been out of the house in two weeks. And I'm going, you know, that's not the point. The point is finding something in your life that makes you smile, that makes people around you smile that gives you a way of looking at things positively and you're going to feel better. Right. Inch by inch. By inch. That's about, my whole world is based on what you're saying. We could always, there's a thousand things that, like you said, your mom had dementia, you're in chronic pain. There's a thousand things that could, that are crappy, terrible. I mean, that's, that's the reality. I, a guy once, a friend of mine, he, he was going 
through cancer. He's fighting cancer. And one day we were talking just like this. And I said, I said, the world sucks, but you deal with it. You move on, you get through it. And he said, the world, this is a guy with cancer. He said, the world doesn't suck. The world is great. The world is good. And from that day on, my perspective completely changed. And I, I was already a positive person and had studied positivity for years. But that one phrase that I said, no, I mean, you just, you can't wallow in it because I can always go down. Like my mom has dementia too. I, I made a choice that there's thing, my son has type one diabetes since he was three years old. I used to have to poke his little tiny arms mm-hmm. with, you know, with uh, six shots a day. And to, to, you, to go down that rabbit hole, we can all go down the rabbit hole. And sometimes I might be driving down the road and start going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And we all do that. That poor me. The yeah. one thing that I, I always try to remember is there is somebody that always has it, that could, that does have it worse, that it's going through more. Yeah. Now, with, with any of your listeners, there is somebody that would give their last breath that they just took to have what they have, to have their eyesight, to have their, to have their legs, to have their health, to have their, the, the fight that they're fighting. They would love to have that fight because they just took their last breath. So I really try to think about that. And over the years, not go down that rabbit hole. And when I am really consciously, okay, I'll be driving down the turnpike and think, okay, because the morning started bad. This happened or that happened. Last night was bad and I'm driving down the road and I know I'm, I'm thinking that stuff and I got to th- think, okay, okay. Um, enough, enough. Let's go. Just consciously yeah. get, out, get out of that rabbit hole. You have to pull yourself out. That's so true. And I think that there, that it is okay for us to have moments of, I don't want to use the word self-pity, but to have moments of acknowledging that there that you do have issues. Right, right. But then if you can go, however, I may have this, but look at that person over there. And and truly, I believe that everything that has happened to me, even though I am in constant pain and getting ready for surgery 16 here coming up in a few weeks, you know, even though I'm going through all of that, if I had not had these experiences and if I were not going through these things, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing today to help other people. Absolutely. It's a blessing. You you take what you've got and turn it into a blessing. Right. I I always say the failure, the setbacks, they may scar you, they may mold you, but they don't they don't have to define you. And so yeah. I I accept like even the stages of grief, you have to you have to you have to cry, you have to be angry, in before you can accept it and move on. So there's a a process there that whether it being an alcoholic or stages of grief that you have to get through those stages before you can't just run away. I'm not, I am not suggesting not to acknowledge, not to, you have to know what you're dealing with to see what reality is and okay, where can I go from here? 
Yeah. You know, and I tell you the one thing, and this is a joke, obviously, but the one thing that's going to make me feel 100% better is to find the guy that hit me in the hit and run and kick him right where it hurts. <laughs> Why not? You know, and the, the problem is he died a couple of years ago. I know who it was. <laughs> So, you know, I'm going to have to wait hopefully a little while to do that. But I said, hopefully my dad got him good when he got to heaven. No, he was waiting for him. <laughs> you know, you, you got to laugh. You got to have fun. You got to see the good side in everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? And I cannot believe we're actually past time. So. This has been an incredible conversation. If somebody wanted to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Okay, what I would ask is look me up anywhere at Motivation Champs, just Motivation Champs, whether you want to Google it, Facebook, Twitter, and any other platform there is, even the email, motivationchamps at gmail. Just look me up. I'd love to have a chat with you, and we will steer you in the right direction one way or another. What is the one last thing you want to share with the world that you just can't leave this conversation without sharing? Okay. I would say that as we talked about today, we are going to get knocked down. We are going to get punched. We are going to want to quit. But if you can just fight one more day, hold on one more day, tomorrow is going to be a little better. Well, okay, it's not tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Just keep on fighting. Just whatever you do, don't give up. There's always that, hope. That That's a wonderful thought to close on. And with that, guys, I want to thank Dominic for being with us today. I want to let you all know that this will be airing on a Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern, one of these Thursdays soon, you can find it at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. If you like the show, let us know. Comment. Ask questions. We'll answer them, I promise. You know, tell us what other topics you'd like to hear people talk about. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you have suggestions for people, let me know. We're always looking for great conversations. And so with that, guys, I want to say thanks. Get out there. Keep up the good work. Be productive and soar higher. Take care, y'all, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Are you ready to get started in your business but don't know how to make the first step? Nancy would love to help you. As a disability advocate and a successful entrepreneur, Nancy can help your business to easily earn more, have control of your time, and take care of your physical health challenges. Just go to businesssuccessunlimited.com and use the contact form at the bottom of the page to schedule your call to see if you're a good fit. Nancy is ready to help you reach your goals.